Yeah! Welcome! It is two X's and a fucking millennial. I'm Chris. I'm Heather. Sky. I'm Gen X. And I'm Gen X. Millennial. Yep. And today we are talking about... Books. More specifically, fantasy slash supernatural. Can I just say one thing? Say it, baby. Just say it. Hey, Tara, you want some? This bitch empty. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Well, you think fantasy slash supernatural so. until we run out of, you know, content in about 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I'd say in reality, there is a lot more fantasy, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's a big genre. It's like a it can very include a lot of stuff. You put that post-apocalyptic in there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them that are combinations. True. And it's a much larger genre than young adult, what we had. Yeah, which was Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, and that's that's it. That's pretty much it. That's it. I was trying to tell Sky. I said, Sky, we were talking about this at work? No, we— Oh, the other night? uh, No, this morning Mm. when I had to, like, go pick up my boyfriend's truck. Yeah. (laughs) We were talking about it because there there wasn't really—like, now if you go to the library, our library here even, there's— a young adult section. Yeah. Like young adult young adult teen section. And it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. full of all of these <clears throat> series that are I mean, it's not all series, but it's predominantly, wouldn't you yeah. say, Sky? I mean, it's predominantly yeah. at least trilogies. Trilogies, standalone books. Um Well, I would say there's a lot more series than see, there yeah. are standalone books. Yeah, yeah, but there's some there's some standalone books that, you know, still need a sequel to it. Mm-hmm. There that you they've go. left open for. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. They know how to make that money. They it's do. It's the recurring story. They do, they do. Give but... them that money, money, money. Mm-hmm. So we had a kids section, a little kids section. And then our books and were shoved was, in it. There was, yeah, there was a little, I remember the one here downstairs, yeah. the library. There was a one shelf in the corner, do you remember? No. And it had all the, it said, it said young adult uh-huh. fiction or something. And it had all Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys and it had like. I feel like it might have had some boxcar children. All the books that my mom right. read to me when I like that I read when I was a little kid, but I had the Babysitters Club. <clears throat> did I not just talk about you the did. Babysitters Club this you, morning? That's yeah. so funny. Well, every girl our age read every Babysitters Club book there was. My sister, that is two years younger than you, so four mm-hmm. years younger than me, had all of them. Like all of them. Babysitters Club, Sweet Valley High. Now uh-huh. that one was huge. But they didn't have anything supernatural about them. I mean, they were just no. like little like yeah. little fluff books that yeah, were exactly. that were fun to read, you know. Well, fun fact, I'm actually named after a book character that my mom read when she was a teenager. That's so cool. Really? So, yeah. It was a romance book. She doesn't remember what the book is, but it had a strong female lead character and this mm-hmm. was you know, she was like, if I ever have a daughter, I wanna name her after Sky, this character. So And it's a beautiful name. I named uh, my oldest from Little Women. Oh. The books we read That's growing cute. up was a lot of classics, mm-hmm. I think. The basics, yeah, like, I've read like Little Women yeah. and Anything you know, by like Mark Emily Twain. Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Emily Dickinson. Yeah. I mean, Dickens, Emily Dickinson I read when I had to for class. I wasn't like a go out on your own. But I did have like a really nice hardback Little Women that I got for like a Christmas one year from my mom. It right. was like a... It was like a, a big Christmas present. So I had some of those, and we had, you know, we had a lot of books that were like children books that were fairy tales, kind of. Yeah. Illustrated fairy tales, but kind of like. Grim tales. And not not all the way tales. grim, but like well, kind of like a wanna... cross between. Yeah. So like the content of them a lot of the time was really morbid, but they had really cool, pretty pictures, cute pictures that appealed to kids. Right. Like ring around the rosies. It wasn't like you know dead bodies from the Black Plague. It was yeah. like kids, you know, running around I, roses I with flowers yeah. and yeah, stuff like that. So I think we should start off with like the Grimm Brothers tales. Grimm's fairy tales. Grimm's fairy tales. Well, they're the root of a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of books. Did you guys stories. ever watch that TV show Grimm? No, I did. Well, yes. I've only seen like, like maybe first, an episode two. It was like the first season they tried to 
play in with the Grimm's. Then it just kind of got uh, weird, but it was a really cool show. I'm embarrassed to say that I'm pretty sure I watched every season of Grimm. (laughs) I think I watched it when I lived in Flagstaff, and it was on one of the three channels that we got because we lived on the mountain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah. It was actually pretty cool. But, yeah, it was like the first first season was really trying to tie in with the Grimm. Yeah. 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 Well, when you think about it, like most, if not all, so far of our Disney-based movies and or mm-hmm. TV shows are based off of the Grim Tales, but, you know, they're a fairy darker side than what Disney portrayed. I think most of, like, the fairy tale books, yeah, we grew up with them, but we had little golden books when we were yes. kids. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. golden books, but, like, I, I couldn't tell you which ones. My mom saved our little go- golden books. Really? So when we had kids, because my yeah. mom is a, she would write our name. Mm-hmm. In front of every, all of our books in the year that we got it. Oh, cool. So all of our books were labeled. My mom is very organized, <laughs> like, all around. All of our books were labeled, so it was really cool because I got mine for my kid. Mm-hmm. But that is when I really remember thinking a lot of, like, really noticing fairy tales. Like, wait a minute. I don't a little wanna, weird. I don't want to... Um, sing this to my kid because of what it means <laughs> exactly. or, you know, stuff like that because, I mean, from the time she could talk, she wanted to know what everything meant. And really? I'm like, I had to change lyrics or I thought I had to change <laughs> right, lyrics. Right, right, right. You know, the cradle will fall. I, I was know. like, no. <laughs> Down will come baby cradle and all and I would, I would be like... Uh, mommy will catch you cradle and all. Good night. I was so guilty <laughs> singing that. I, like, I changed. I, I gotta change. It. Parents want to have their kids listen to Mozart or mm-hmm. Beethoven now. I can't do that. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend of ours. Uh, uh, oh, he's been a guest. I can talk to you about him, Joe. <laughs> um, he, he and I are in this album of the week type thing, and he sent some instrumental music to me. I'm like, I can't listen to it. It just makes me mad. And he said, what? I said, <laughs> classical music does the same thing. I just can't do it. So it I don't know mad. if I That's was. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I was just grown up on Metallica. or I, but I You just, just don't have the ear for it. You're just like, nah. No. Well, well that's weird because you were in band and stuff. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just can't. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have, he didn't have to play something like he had to blow into. I'm just going to leave that joke laying <laughs> and not going to touch it. I mean, who are you talking about, Joe? You played trumpet. No, I was talking, you, Oh, you're the drummer. He was the he, he was percussionist. I still get the joke. I'm just trying to understand <laughs> trying to, it. Trying, trying to, to understand it. how it's working out. So anyway... All right, let's get back to books. Uh, anyway, so like comparison, Cinderella, Disney, happy ending. Yes, the Grim Tales did have like a happy ending of sorts, depending, mm-hmm. but it was how gruesome they were. So like the stepsisters, instead of them just trying on the shoe, that one of them cut off the heel and the other one cut off their toe. Disney mm-hmm. changed so much about what we could see of those stories mm-hmm. that we didn't know that was the real yeah. story yeah. until years and years, until I was an adult that I know that was the real story. I mean, because if you look back, even like little golden books were Disney branded in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, oh, and, that. and yeah. the stories that, I mean, I grew up on weren't necessarily like ones I saw on Disney, but they were... They were Disney-like in that they were just outlines of the story. Yeah. And it sounded funny and fun-like. But really, the wolf eats the grandma, and then Little Red Riding slices the wolf open to get grandma out. Like, that is fucked up, you guys. (laughs) Wait, wait, wasn't it the wolf ate grandma and and Little Red, and it was a... uh Huntsman that slice. Well, no there was idea. some slice. Well, I, I think know there was some slice different. and open, but uh, yeah, I, uh, all I, I mean, that's horrible. Is somebody getting eaten. And the three little pigs. What? <laughs> I remember when I was in Wyoming, you know, go to the library, you had your like little reading time before you checked out your books. There was a alternate version of the three little pigs. Mm-hmm. So Wolf goes to the first, you know, he's just wanting like a cup of sugar. That's all he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, you know, and he has a really bad cold. Well, you know. A likely he, story. Yeah. yeah. Well, he like huffed and puffed and accidentally blew the house down. Accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. 
Oh, if I, if I remember the title, I would tell you. It's a real, it's a book. It's a real book, I remember. Google but, that you know, shit. I have to. Now I have to. Basically, first two, he, like, you know, he hasn't eaten anything. He's sick, so he eats the first two pigs. Uh-huh. Same thing. So it's an excuse for everything he does. Probably. And we, we fall for it. Don't we all? I was listening to, okay, um... I'm I'm weird. Everybody who knows me knows that I listen to this and they think it's weird too. But I listen to old time radio a lot. Radio Classics Channel on XM Sirius. And uh, I was whis- listening to like a Quiz Kids program. And this is from the 1940s. And the guy asked the kids, he said, um, who got mad because the main character rolled home in a casket? Like, and they're talking like a beer cask, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was the three. It was the wolf from the three pigs. I am having a flash of of a picture of that very thing as you I say that. I have never. <clears throat> I don't think I can remember hearing that ever. But I guess. And then he went on to explain. Yeah, it was the wolf from the three pigs. The wolf got mad because the three pigs. One of the pigs was hid in this barrel and rolled all the way home. I remember the pig in the barrel. I don't remember the wolf in the barrel. I will yeah. share this photo. The story was called The True Story of the Three Little Pigs. <laughs> so it's told from the wolf's point of view. Yes. I gotcha. Uh, I get it. Like, that's what I meant. I wasn't trying to be like, it, the wolf's actually, no, I was yeah. trying to be like, this is the, the wolf side of things. The wolf's, I mean, there are always two sides. Two si- three sides, first person, second person, and the truth. Mm-hmm. That's always a weird thing. <laughs> you are so not a millennial. <laughs> No. We're just like, uh. See, see, this is why I get so, com- like. I feel Most millennials wouldn't even fess up that there's a truth. <laughs> it's their side or no side. See, th- this is why. That's a good point. This is why I'm called the selenial. I guess. That's what I think you are as a selenial. We'll right. probably talk about this a million more times. Later But what on. you really are are just our friend Sky, And you don't really fit. I mean. I don't she fit in anywhere. We don't fit into any specific categories, and that is a good thing. What I do remember growing up was tons and tons of Reader's Digest condensed <gasps> books. You have some Reader's Digest here in your bathroom, yes. and I felt so at home the first time <laughs> I used your bathroom. I was like, oh, they have the real, look at, oh, look how yeah. many there are. Like, it was great. And I, I was like, should I say something about how cool that is? No, maybe not. But since you led into yeah. it. Yes, the short stories. Short stories uh-huh. were were a big thing. My grandparents had a lot of the books, the condensed books. Yeah. Um, and there were all types of stories in them. I don't know if they even still do it or not, but what they would do is they would take three popular novels from uh-huh. that year and then condense them into one. Oh, so like what act, they did volume. So like what they did with like the Chronicles of Narnia. So basically, they took all seven books, made it into like one book. Uh, kind yes, of, kind of. But for some reason, somehow, Reader's Digest took 200 pages and pulled stuff out until it's 50. Gotcha. So oh. they had good editing st- software, but it was their brain gotcha. and stuff. So God knows how long that, I mean, think about True. how long that took. Sorry, when you were talking about that, I was just thinking, oh, well, I had like those five-minute bedtime stories growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. Five-minute bedtime stories. Basically... It was a collection of little stories, mm-hmm. little short stories for kids. Oh, and you okay. like, you know, you read your kid a goodnight story, bedtime yeah. story, in less than five minutes. You have to show the pictures as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do demand that. It's true. It takes more it's than true. five minutes, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter if it was two pages long. It's always going to take more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad were always on the go. Both of them worked. And I have a horrible memory. I can't remember back that far. How do you think I feel? It's been a long time. (laughs) But I don't remember too many bedtime stories. What I do remember is Norman Rockwell book that I used to sit with my grandma and read. Oh, that's a cool memory. And we would sit there and make up stories to go along with the Norman Rockwell paintings. Oh, that's really cool. That probably is why you you got interested in writing later. And creativity and the... In yeah. general, yeah. And these days, are we pulling some of the creativity out by giving them so so much directed just for them as an audience? Is that yeah. what you mean? That's an interesting question. What do you think, Sky? So, like, so narrowing down your your a like 
preteen or teenagers or young adult readers down to just kind of these specific genre type of things? I would say like yes and no. The reason I'm saying yes and no is because you can still like, you know, imagine a scenario as you're reading it. That's true. Do you think maybe or do you mean like that it's not as challenging yeah, the, to go from, from genre okay. to genre? I would agree with that because I, I've always read a lot and I've read a lot of genres. And I mean, I always prefer fiction, but it is really there are a lot of different. I mean, it's very different writing, yeah. you know, like and mm-hmm. that's why when I was saying earlier that I didn't like Emily Dickinson, mm-hmm. like. I read it because I had to, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It just depends on who the person is and if they're reading it because they have to read it or if they're reading it because mm-hmm. they want to read it. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing because, you know, kids, kids don't want to be forced to read. They don't want to, kids don't want to be forced to do anything. Mm-hmm. But if you make it where they want to do it, you know, like, oh, this looks like a really interesting book. True. That piques their interest. Or you can offer them personal pan pizzas <laughs> if they read a book a week. <laughs> yeah, that'll do one or two, one of two things. That will either get them to read the book or get them to lie about reading the book. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Oh, my God. When I was younger and that was still a thing, we had to do book reports. I, well, yeah. Which Didn't your parents, I feel like my parents had to sign that parents I read had it. to sign that I read. My it. parents would have never lied about it either, ever. They would oh. have never even imagined. That's how. I, so like, yeah. I, but yeah. I loved to read, so it wasn't a problem. So, right. You know, I never thought about it as a kid, but now that I'm grown up, that was genius marketing. Yeah, it was. Book it because it was a big deal. There wasn't stuff it's like a we, huge deal. Yeah, there weren't like anything with prizes was a big deal back then. True. You know, and it was. But a reward go, system, I guess I should say. A reward system. You get to go out to eat to cash in that one coupon. Everybody else in your family has to eat, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was genius. That is genius. That is genius. <laughs> and, like, we never ate. We just didn't eat out much when I was growing up. So, so getting mean, to go? Getting to go was exciting, and it was, like, incentive to read. And then you're getting people that don't normally come in and spend money there also mm-hmm. to come in. So, yeah, it's super smart. Jeez. Anyway. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Two X's on a fucking millennial. And we're back with Two X's on a fucking millennial questions, guy. What's your favorite? I think we all know this, Harry Potter. Oh, are we getting to HP already? <laughs> love Harry Maybe. Potter. Love. I actually have to admit, I've read all the Harry Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. And even like we were talking about the cursed child that isn't. <laughs> that isn't the balls. Right. I think for some reason, somehow, Joe Rowling was able to capture an entire generation. Your generation. Yeah, yeah, definitely my. Well, like, Lord of the Rings was your guys' generation and how, mm-hmm. you know. But I can name a lot of people who have who know the story of the Lord of the Rings, but I can't name a lot of people who have read every one of the F- Tolkien's books on it. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't. I've seen movies. I have. Because that's a lot of words. My parents. Well, I haven't read all of Tolkien's books, but I've read well, the Lord of the, the Lord I've of read the trilogy, and I've read The Hobbit. I had Hobbit. to read. I had to read The Hobbit in high school. And I've looked through, like, and not read, but I've looked through. He has the just a book about Middle Earth. Yeah. That spoke about like all of the you know yeah, the lands and the characters and the languages and stuff. And of course, I didn't read read it because it was more of a reference book. But he kind of needed it, you know, because <laughs> yeah, I just even as like didn't you tell me he created his own language, Elfin? Yeah. And not only did he create his own language, he created this entire universe mm-hmm. in his head. So like, it was like it was real life going on in his mind somehow. Well, I've not seen another writer. Well, it's really no, cool it's about- amazing. To, I like I like thinking about it because I just picture someone with all of yeah. that in their head being able to still function. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like to be able to write or uh-huh. you know get up or get a job. Well, what's really yeah. cool yeah. about how Harry Potter was you know created was Rowling was sitting in a train and the train was running behind like was very late and all of a sudden she just like started thinking about like a little boy going to a magical. School learning witchcraft and wizardry, and all of a sudden, you know, she had like this brilliant idea, and you know, she could write as much as she could on like a napkin and pen. Mm-hmm. But like, can you just imagine how much more fantastic Harry Potter would have been if she was able to like 
had gone ahead and write that all down. Like gone to Tolkien's depth of... Mm, like you mean in the beginning and then and created like, a... Re- yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I know what you're saying too. Harry actually doing more spells. It's appealing to children because it is kind of... It's not basic by any means, but it doesn't delve too deeply into a lot of things that like are dark or anything about magic. So I see what you mean about it being, you know, it's not as in-depth as... Something yeah. like Tolkien that explores all sides of the... Yeah, but right. she also, like, created a, a new generation where you guys had Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. She created another one mm-hmm. for kids like myself. When you read it, you know, you never realize that the Dursleys were abusive pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that out of the way? <laughs> yeah, but you never, you know, like when you're a kid, you, you just thought that Uncle Fernan and Aunt Petunia were just, you know, terrible. Yeah, really mean to yeah. Harry and, you know, just you realize, mean British people. To realize when. Until you realize he was in a closet. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Um. <laughs> when you realize when you're an adult and you reread this and I'm like, oh, my God. I think it's a common feeling at that age, whenever you're preteen or, you know, young teen, to hate living at home. You just hate your home life at that point in your life. I never wanted to be home. Right. I, I wanted to be with my friends somewhere else all the time yeah. as a teenager. And so it plays right into that, this whole, yeah. the entire idea of Harry. And then also how she wrote it was kids that were 11, they grew up basically reading from... That's, that's my favorite part about it. Yeah. The first book is geared at an 11-year-old, whereas the seventh book is geared at an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty pretty brilliant. Yeah. That was so exciting. I mean, as an adult reading them, like my best friend and I, we were always super excited when a new one would come out. We were in our yep. what, early 20s, I think, like maybe, yeah. maybe 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 late 20s. Uh, the first book came out 20s. in 98 in yep. London and 99 in the United States. But it wasn't extremely popular until the third or fourth book in the U.S. Well, that's because that's when they're teenagers and new things are happening. And by the fifth and sixth book, I was one of the people dragged to stand in line at Walmart at midnight to buy a copy mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember that? I uh, did not do that, but my best friend did, so I didn't have to. <laughs> Amanda Shout Drake out in. to B. <laughs> this was at a time when Walmart was 24-7 and yeah. you can go whenever you wanted. I miss shopping at Walmart at 2 a.m. When no one's around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hate oh. going to Walmart now. And I hear they have absolutely no plans to go back to 24 hours. I hate Walmart just in general. <laughs> I avoid it like the plague. Okay, before we get any farther, I need a cigarette. Let's take a break. It's two X's and a fucking millennial. And we're back. It's two X's and a fucking millennial. Have you seen Mel Brooks is back? So he's got History of the World Part Two. I've heard about. I've, I've heard about it. I've, I've been heard about watch, this. I've been watching some of it. And today I was on an episode, and part of the sketch. It's this old grandma in an attic, and she's reading out of a notebook because it's a spoof of the actual rom-com, the notebook. And uh, <laughs> she's reading to the granddaughter and. The granddaughter gets up and says, this is boring. Grandma pops off saying, I'm sorry, it's not werewolves and vampires and all this TikTok crap. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it seems like uh, millennials these days, if it doesn't have a vampire or some kind of a a creature that doesn't actually exist in real life, they don't want to read it. Well, that's not true. I mean, there's books that, you know, don't have mythical creatures in it, but I do want to start off with... One that does? One that does. (laughs) One that that my 11-year-old self loved to the point that I started not liking it. (laughs) It was a phase being Twilight. You know, before it was movies, I think it was popular. But once the movies came around and even Burger King got in on it, as like Team Edward, Team... You know, oh, yeah. You remember that crap? I didn't remember it was Burger King, but I do remember yeah. I was Team Jacob before he cut all that beautiful hair off. <laughs> <laughs> I was Team Edward. Of course you were, Sky. Well, I, I'm more like... You oh would my. be Team Edward. Listen, I am about, you know, finding... 
the one. So I'm sorry. Well, okay. But no. Two weeks ago, we sat here and we talked. We said, what episodes are we going to do? And Sky says, we're going to do something on books. And we're gonna, and you need to just be aware Twilight's going to be in them. So yep. I want you to know, Sky. I went. I found the first movie. I watched 10 minutes of it. That's all I could go. <laughs> I couldn't get any further. That's valid because the acting is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I it's, didn't find out until I And I've watched it. them all multiple times. Like, and I've read all the books. Like, I'm not, like, mm-hmm. anti-Twilight or anything. But, right. yeah. I Well, the obviously, the like anything else, like Harry Potter, like Lord of the Rings, even mm-hmm. Star Wars, the books are always going to be better than the movies. <laughs> and they caught a lot of... Twilight book out from the movies. Yeah, I really did enjoy the books and went and read through them pretty fast. And yeah, the movies were the movies were visually very well done, especially for that time. But if I had to say real quick, (laughs) (laughs) if I had to say, eleven year old self really liked the first Twilight movie and book, and the second part of Breaking Dawn, the first movie, it's because. It's focused on basically Bella and Edward, and there was no love triangle. There was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And then in part two, that's when she becomes a vampire. Sorry, spoil it for anybody who. <laughs> oh my goodness! Doesn't does? has hasn't really. <laughs> Spoiler: Who never read or I've never read it, never seen it, and I still know that. <laughs> Do you think that's the appeal of it? Is like the do or die. I think it was. I think that the romantic do or die Romeo Juliet sort of sort of deal. Yeah, running through, especially for eleven-year-old girls. Eleven, twelve. We years. are hot, hot messes at eleven. Like <laughs> that was the worst age for just pop off crazy for me. Like hormone wise, it was just whoa. absolutely no worse. Uh, meaner, crueler a creature on this planet than a junior high girl. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, also with Twilight, it was, you know, Stephanie Myers basically took all the lore, mm-hmm. threw it out. Yeah, she did. That's true. Presented them completely in a different light. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. And they could be in the light like that. Mm-hmm. They could be in the light. They could feed off of animals. They could live normal. The Colons, they, they weren't wanting to be savages. They didn't want to be predators to humans so instead they decide to change and go after animals they try to keep their identity a little bit more secretive to themselves and vampires have become really majorly glamorized in books and in film and tv like the true blood books like and the true blood on hbo the mm-hmm. series like oh my i was so into that like the books are just these there's a bunch of them these short kind of easy quick reads mm-hmm. charlene harris from Arkansas, FYI. But the show was, I mean, the show was really cool. And the show was dark and weird and and like a different sort of vampire thing um, than had ever been seen. I remember the show, but I never did watch it. It was good. The acting was good. Really? uh, Maybe I need to stream it. it, Well, it was, you should. Maybe. Don't let the kids watch. Well, I mean, don't, yeah, don't have the kids on. There's a lot of sex and a lot of gore, but the. It's not like Vampire Diaries. Diaries no. where kids kids can kind of watch it, but like we, I wouldn't suggest having her. No, the vampires in True yeah. Blood are more like nitty gritty. Like they're, they're vampires not, presented yeah. as sexual beings. Yeah, which was a big part of the book I knew growing up. Interview with a vampire. Mm-hmm. You were talking on break about okay, who was it? Who wrote that? Anne Rice. She wrote yes. the Interview with the Vampire, and she wrote. I haven't read or watched the movie. Well, the no, the books start wow. with that, and then they go on to. I was trying to remember how many books involve Lestat in some way, but she branches off into all of these other vampires that have contact yeah. with Lestat, and she, I don't but know, he's the central character that he's, stays. He's the one that it, that is the common thread in all gotcha. of them, and they usually center around him. And those books, I mean, one thing really cool about my parents, like I talked about how strict they were with TV mm-hmm. and stuff, but with books, they would just like, you can read what you want to read. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I've been like that with my kiddo, too. And so, like, I was <laughs> when I was reading these books when I was, like, 12, 13, yeah. and they do some 
some really dark stuff, but I just, I loved them, you know? Yeah. And that was way before they made the movie and the show. I was, I was wondering, it, wasn't it the 70s those were wrote? I think 80, so. No, wait. Those were written. Late 70s, probably, early like 80s. 70s, early Sorry, 80s. 80s, I'm thinking of, like, the movie. Like, the, the movie, like, I think, it, the movie came out in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, the movie was the 90s. See, that, that's how much I know about Interview with the Vampire. All I know about Interview with the Vampire is my aunt and my mom wants me to read it, watch yeah. it. Because she was like, my aunt especially is like, I really, I never touched her red twilight. I like, I, no. No, you need a. She's a vampire yeah. lit elitist. There mm-hmm. are, yeah. I mean, I try not to be, but. Which Twilight <laughs> actually had helped me with my vampire needs, I guess you can say, with not introducing to me, but basically getting me into another book series that does dwells in vampires called Vampire Academy. Now, Vampire Academy is more based around the lore, but it's like... So they, like, crossover. They have powers. They're not just, like, the traditional vampires that, like, have the... Vampire powers, like flying and stuff. Right. Yeah, they have, no, they they don't have like they can control like they can control the water elements. elements. Okay. Yeah, so okay. when did the, so that's like with that's um, brings kind of witchcraft into when it a did that bit. series come out? That series, I want to say, came out about roughly about the same time that Twilight did. Really, okay. but Twilight got more, you know, shine on them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Vampire Academy wasn't as big when we were growing up. Vampires were just bad. They were evil. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have any sort of, like, dimensions. In this day and age, it's like they're taking the evil completely out of the character and... Humanized were, them, at yeah. least emotion-wise. Like, but, um, monsters aren't monsters anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't so, call them monsters. It's not PC. Right? <laughs> and, then, and this is a show now, right? Or so, it became a television show and then it, it had some offshoots? Or no, am I thinking of something different? So, when... So when all the young adult movie books were becoming movies, mm-hmm. this was a movie that didn't do so hot. Okay. And so they didn't do a second, which is sad because I would love to have seen a second Vampire Academy movie. What's wrong with the first movie real quick? They made it into a comedy. Oh. Vampire Academy is not a comedy. Gotcha. The, yeah. The writers for the movie were the same writers and directors for Mean Girls. <laughs> The, really? the two That's- brothers, Mark Waters and his brother, Daniels. So I think I'm thinking of Vampire Diaries. Yeah. That became a show? Yeah. That became a show. Okay. And now, that's, Vampire- the, that's the one that has, like, legacies and yes, the that- originals, which I have watched, now, but I've Vam- not watched Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Well, Vampire Academy, you know, last year, they decided to make a TV series. Yeah. Which is something they did with the Mortal Instruments. And, Mortal and that's Inst- another series that people really like, right? Yes. What? I don't know that one. That's like a Brandy mentioned that one. So Mortal Instruments. I think it's, it's a not, series on Netflix, isn't it now? Hmm. Is that what I'm thinking of? Mm, I don't think it's on. No, you're thinking of Shadow and Bone. That is what I'm thinking of. You're right. Shadow no, so Bone. Mortal Instruments is angel based. Oh, Nephilim. So angels. So not angels. Ne- Nephilim. And, half angel, half uh-huh. human. Okay. Uh-huh. And there's also, they also have more descriptive or more true lore in them. So, like, werewolves don't shift whenever they shift during the full moon. Just the traditional original lore without all More and less. Like, there's some that, you know, like... See, I kind of like that because we are really... They do get humanized Mm. otherwise, and then what's the point? Vampires are, Mm -hmm. you know, vampires are vampires. Basically, they can't go out in sun. They, you know, Mm -hmm. stick to the heart. Yeah, the original, the original Bram Stoker Dracula, Dracula mm-hmm. was. They did kind of mention like his human life very briefly before, but right. it was you know he was mostly he was just a monster. You yeah. know. Now they made a movie out of that. Do you remember the one with Winona Ryder and Gary Oldman played yes. Dracula? Was Loved awesome. that movie. Yes. I haven't read came the books, out, but I've seen that movie. It came out right around the same time. It was in the 90s, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. De Niro played Frankenstein like a year after. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is in that movie. Yes, <laughs> he was. Anytime I think of Vampire these days, I just think of Eddie Murphy. You remember Vampire in Brooklyn? Eddie Murphy played a vampire. It was great. Is it a movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen that. That's an old movie. That's now. a no. that's a movie that my boyfriend needs to show me. I guess. Yes, it's good. <laughs> Listen, he's he's been like, hey, have you seen? We're gonna watch it. Like with um, History of the World Part One. I've never mm-hmm. watched it. He's like, we're watching it. Put it <laughs> you on. Have to. <laughs> so stupid, but it was yes. funny. 
Uh, Mel Brooks comedy isn't for the faint of heart. It's not. So if you do get offended easily, don't watch History well, of the World. I mean, come on. One. It's a, it, yeah. That's what we need more in this generation we, is people who can take a joke. None of them can. None of them. I, I mean, we, we I'm teaching up. Sky. With blazing saddles. Yeah. <laughs> once you once you watch that. Yeah. If you can't take a joke, well, we then had you watch, might as well give up. Well, we had also that same night watched Men in Tights, <laughs> and I never got the joke at the end where Robin Hood made um Achu yeah. the sheriff, and he like looked at him. What? It worked in Blazing Saddles. These Men- are the quintessential <laughs> movies of every Gen X man. But this yes. is a guy that I've ever known throughout my whole life from teenage years. But on. this is another every episode boyfriend I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> but this do. is another episode for another day. Yes, that is true. As uh, much as I know, Chris would love to talk about comedy movies. Yeah, we'll have to get into that a different time. Okay, one series that I want to know more about, and I wish there 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 was more, The Hunger Games. Love. Technically, there's more post-elliptic movies now. Or you mean movies. the story you know of The Hunger Games, or just that type of? I just no actual like yeah, the story of the Hunger like continued Games continued on. You would like more or prequel. Prequel. They, there is better. a prequel. Is there? There is. There is Ooh. one. It's a. It's called the Songbird and the oh, Snake. Oh yes, I did read it. And I they're actually coming out with a movie. I think this year. So this is based off of President Snow yeah, it's when about he snow. was mm. when he was a youth. <laughs> so Chris's TV just popped up Hunger Games. So <laughs> strange. Um, I was really surprised at. Um, how engrossed I became whenever I started. Uh, actually, I listened to a mo- audiobook, but mm-hmm. that's, that's how so I do. Good. That's well, how I do most of my reading anymore. Well, they're so different. They're different from like your normal everyday vampire romance werewolf wannabe yeah. stories. It was something completely different, mm-hmm. and it was it's you know something that may happen in the future. Who knows? Like, yeah, it's not supernatural. It's, it's not it's, supernatural. That's the different it, difference. It's man-made and, horror and how and issues mm-hmm. and how it could happen. So it's scarier to me, <laughs> like <laughs> in a way. I mean, it is because well, it's mm-hmm. it's when you, we talk about banned books, it's in the banned books and they've banned part, those books really in parts of these countries. Wow, like the Hunger Games because it's what about uprising? It's like you know Probably. revolution. Uprising, killing yeah. children's like one of the reasons why it's also banned. Cause yeah, well then don't make me read Shakespeare <laughs> for school. It's awful. I mean, there's all sorts of True. stuff going on in there. Like, why read anything? We I couldn't read Shakespeare. I am not a fan of reading Shakespeare. I struggled. Mm. I did a paper on his sonnets in college. Yeah. I don't know why. I and it was rough. It you, was real rough. It was like a big old book of his son, love sonnets. Our millennial just lost her nose piercing. Of course you did. <laughs> Look, it's a new one too. It's Aww. cute. I did notice it earlier. So. Yeah, so those books are good. Did you ever get into the Divergent books? Have you no, I didn't. Listen to those while you're driving. They're yeah. good. I mean, they're they kind of like took a back seat because Hunger Games was the big deal, but they have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that seems um, not plausible, but definitely right. possible. More but possible it's all than human. fantasy characters. It's, yes, it's yeah. all human stuff, and that's just. There's such an influx of the popularity of post-apocalyptic books. And once you get done with reading it, Kate Winslet is the main bad guy in the first movie. Really? Was that a spoiler? Probably. Sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. I do that a lot. So Only if you've watched the movie, Only which you. I haven't. So that's okay. Well, you figured she's the bad guy with like how she presents herself. Whenever we were growing up, um, we were talking... There was always the Hardy Boys, mm-hmm. uh, and you know there was a lot of stuff for female readers. But the guys, we had these short stories of Star Wars. Mm. We had tons of see, those and books. I yeah, I didn't have those books, and I loved Star Wars, but yeah. I didn't have those books. I didn't read very many of them, but they were like novellas, you know, mm-hmm. about the young adult size mm-hmm. books, and they went basically. 
everything that in the timeline of how the movies are now, mm-hmm. it was doing that in books, you know, 30 years ago. Okay. And now, uh, are there other book? Are there book books that those are like condensed based. versions of? Because they tell all the history. Because I was very mm-hmm. Star Wars obsessed, like. Three, four, five, you know. Right, right. Train well, I thought five. the Hardy Boys were for boys. Hardy Boys were for boys. I never read too many of them. They weren't as cool as Nancy Drew. I remember reading both. And Nancy Drew was not cool at all either, but mm-hmm. the mystery aspect of it was, that was, there wasn't really anything. I remember yeah. being. A lot of mystery solving going on anywhere back then, but Scooby-Doo and like. True. Agatha <laughs> Christie, but stuff like that. We haven't even gotten into Stephen King and stuff yet. Oh, Yeah. And that was as bad as it seems back then. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, that was young adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I sure. was talking to my mom about like what kind of books she read when she was a youth, and she said, Romance and Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. I love my mama. <laughs> yeah, so. Stephen, King, uh, Stephen King books, I, I remember reading, prob- I mean, probably earlier than I should. Yeah. Have. I mean, I can remember reading I remember- Pet Cemetery really early yeah. and being terrified, you know, mm-hmm. but loving it and then proceeding to just read everything else you could find. that I could find that he, that he had written and enjoying most, almost all of them. Well, if Stephen King was like your horror youth mm-hmm. adult back in the 80s, R.L. Stein's is the youths for today. Oh, R.L. Stein's been around a long time. We had Goosebumps. Goosebumps, is that what, yeah. In 90s, 2000. Yeah, like, I read those, and every single one of them ended in a cliffhanger. I just remember also watching the television show, and, like, those also end, like, you know, you know, based off a book, based on of a movie, and they all, it just seemed like they all ended in a cliffhanger that, you know, like, left your mind, like, what's going to happen next? And then the next book's not even about that, the one previously. <laughs> Completely different. No wonder you have trust issues. <laughs> Millennials. Okay, so you had Goosebumps. Did you have Encyclopedia Brown? Yes. I never really read those. I never read them either. I read those. <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown was the, uh, he was the detective on the block, and he fi- solved all these mysteries by using his knowledge of common sense, basically. Would you say that in the in the 80s, we were definitely obsessed with, the, with mysteries? Yes. Late 70s, you know why? Because that's like, late 70s is post- Formation of the CIA. I wonder if that's why we're why we smart Xers are so obsessed with solving mysteries. We started with Scooby Doo and we had the X Files. We have yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I have know. a question to ask you both. The very first, you know, children's book series that you guys read. Series or books? Because uh, I would say yeah, Encyclopedia Brown's probably the oldest in my memory that I can okay. remember reading as a young kid. Mine would be the Narnia books. Okay. Those got, are classic generation generation. I got that uh I got the set of those from my uncle Mike when I was probably 8. Like, and I could read them and everything and I enjoyed them but I obvi- I didn't get a lot of like there's a lot of content that I was just like you know but I got the basic gist of it and then I read them again when I was a little bit older and and uh ever since then I, I mean I've read them over and over they're kind of like my comfort books uh, like yeah. cuz my comfort books is an author who I still wonder to this day if uh, he had a ghostwriter, is Kinky Friedman. So Kinky Friedman in the 60s and 70s was this singer-songwriter and looking back comedian, you know. Mm -hmm. They were so blazed at that point in time, they didn't realize they were doing comedy. Oh, I see. (laughs) Accidental comedy. Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. In the late 70s and 80s, he became a mystery mystery writer. Ah. And he was the main character. An ex-singer-songwriter, country musician who solves crime in New York City. So he didn't have a real big imagination. No. It's okay. <laughs> but he used a lot of real people that he met when he lived oh, in New York City in a lot yeah. of places. And the actual stories are really good books. He did like six or seven mystery books, and I own them all. I like searched the world for some of them that are out of print and things like that mm-hmm. just because he's my favorite author. Those are my comfort books. Yeah. Yeah. But it's relatively unknown. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've never heard of him at all. What about you, Sky? What are your comfort books? So, comfort books would probably be like Harry Potter, um, Vampire Academy, and Mortal Instruments. Though I will say this I was sick, what, three weeks ago now? Mm-hmm. 
um, Twilight was my friend. You read them I, or you watched them? No, I, I am. So Good. I had five Audible credits because I, mm. you know, listened to Audible. I used all five of them for the Audible first, is awesome, second, by the way. True. Yeah, the first, <laughs> second, third, fourth, and then the tenth anniversary of Twilight. Jeez. Wow. That's a lot of Twilight. It was. And then I went, understand how it's just like, I don't feel good. Yeah, you were pretty sick. Mm -hmm. I went on Voodoo and I texted my mom, we have Twilight now. <laughs> <laughs> really need to broaden your your mind beyond what was released in the past 20 years. I know. There's I know. a lot of really good stuff out there. I when I was younger we've, we've read your generation. Yeah. Why haven't you done ours? I actually have. When I say books, I've also read and it's coming out as a movie, I believe. Are you there God? It's me. Margaret. Awesome. Oh, Lordy. Yep. Every girl's movie. every girl's favorite book. Mm -hmm. And then there was the one with like I still remember fudge? what the cover of mine looked like. Super fudge. Super fudge. Yeah, another Judy Bloom. I read all those. It was a, loved it. I I read a lot of Judy Bloom or there movies, were several books. stories about fudge. Super fudge is just the one I remember. Fudge yeah. was it, Fudge was the one where the kid mm -hmm. won the turtle at like a birthday party. Party, Maybe. Took it home, really took care of it. And he had like a really little, he had a brother that was like really annoying. Yeah, he had a little brother and that was annoying. And at the end of the book, little brother swallowed the turtle, had to rush him to the hospital. I kind of remember it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't exactly remember what the book was called. I don't, I know it was like fudge something, so it may have been super fudge, but. There was like a, uh, a an Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, for boys, like that she wrote, kind of, not for boys, oh, I didn't but. Know right. What was it called? I have no okay, clue. Okay, so it was about a boy like coming of age at that age, but what it was about was he, he could see into his teenage neighbor girl's window from his window. Oh, awesome. wait. And no. he got binoculars for his birthday <laughs> I to watch birds. And it was when he discovered his sexuality yeah. was when and he would and now I'm like <laughs> then again, maybe I won't. That's what it's called. How do I remember that? I'm looking at uh That's real messed up now that I'm thinking about it. That's every teen boy's dream. <laughs> okay, so the book that I was talking about, the one that was like had fudge or something, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've heard yeah. of that. But I know what you're talking about, though. What? what then was again, it? maybe I won't. That's what it's then called. Then again, maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a young adult novel. Wait, let's see what it says about When was it, it published? Published I, in 71. I, rem I remember what you're talking about because I remember there was a uh, there was a book cover of a boy with binoculars. <laughs> kind of looked away. And I don't know if it was my mom, my cousin, my aunt, but in the other window, someone drew a woman and Ooh. had boobs. <laughs> boobs. I remember. Okay, listen to what it says. You, think, you probably think we're making this up, but listen. Intended for preteens and teenagers, the novel deals with puberty from a 1970s male perspective as well as the other trials of growing up. Judy Bloom claimed that she was inspired to write the story following the success of her preceding novel, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Mm -hmm. She wanted to make basically about a boy's transition into adulthood. Yeah, that's awesome. And Well, he also befriended the... Um, the boy. The boy that was the little brother of the oh, yeah, girl that, that part. always had a He was a watching. Like, Lisa was her name. <laughs> yeah, and like, I just was skimming it mm -hmm. they they eventually send him off to therapy which that's pretty progressive for yeah for 1971 like yeah because of the not because he's a peeping tom like <laughs> although i mean that probably should have been considered and then his older brother that he was used he was very close with you know got a girlfriend and then they were supposed to get married and the girlfriend gets pregnant oh so yeah there's sex all around him Basically. Basically. Sex and shoplifting. He does What a life. <laughs> he, that was it. That was our teen years. Judy Bloom. <laughs> who, who was it? I mean, I, <laughs> I really don't have a comeback for that. Cause.
One thing that I forgot that I said I was going to do was plug Doug's book. Yes. So Doug okay. is an either. ex-coworker of ours that he also wrote a book called, the first book I believe is called The Last Silver Hero. And it's a really good book. To I do re- believe he's working on a sequel to he it is right working, now, right? Yes, right now he is working on a sequel. I hope he writes it faster than he wrote the first one. <laughs> one time I was talking to him about it. And uh, he said he started it in eighth grade. And what is he? <laughs> He's hey, older listen, than Sky. He finished he? a book. So. <laughs> yes, that's true. Now we just got to get him to finish the next one. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but it's, the- it's very cool that he does it. And it's very cool to uh, know somebody local. The, the series is called Knights of the Crimson Kingdom. That's yes, right. That's, that's right. right. But the first book's called, called The Last Silver Hero. So, yeah. So, shout out to Doug. Yeah. He's, he's doing awesome. Yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. We have social media accounts. We have Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes, we do. If you want to complain, you can go ahead and email us at 2GenX at Gmail, and we'll ignore it. Yes, I will definitely ignore it. You? <laughs> yes. Sky? Got- I, I get no. I, so Sky like, will I, probably answer, but Chris and I will not. <laughs> I'll <laughs> read she it. She gets the notifications. So send yeah. all the hate mail. I want. have all of my notifications turned off for everything. I'm I'll, uh, I'll probably read it and then call mm. you guys out on it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that to you guys. Yes, first. you would. That would be okay. We have a Patreon account. If you want, go check it out. It's pretty cool, the different levels. And uh, I think that's about it. So if you want to listen to this podcast that's besides Spotify, we have it on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast now. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Samantha. Sorry it took <laughs> seven episodes. <laughs> but, we, but we have it on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> all right. That's all for tonight. We will see you next week. I do have I do have two birthday shout outs though. Do it. Okay, so to my lovely mother, Mary. Oh, happy and, birthday. And to Ooh, my Mary. loving boyfriend, Michael. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, you two. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Later. Bye.